Hello, everyone out there. Welcome. Welcome, welcome all to a very special episode of the PlayStation Report. 199 and the Game of the Year episode for the year of 2019. Tyler is along here, side here with me. We just had dinner and I almost destroyed my laptop before starting this thing. <laughs> but we're here. Everything's working. Everything's okay. Yes. Just ate some very good Thai food. You had Burmese. Burmese. You had Burmese food. Yes. Let's Thai, be clear. Burmese, sushi, it's all good. Yeah. I love it. Place is so good. Mm-hmm. Also very good are video games. Yeah. And uh, this year, I, I think people may be surprised when they look back at this year and see the list of video games that came out. And then everyone, like, throughout the year, people have been like, yeah, this is a weak year, this is a weak year. But when you really look back at it, it's like, damn, there might not have been that big pop, but look at all this shit that I I fucking like from this year. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I thought it was a weaker year, and I I still think it's a weaker year compared to the past three years. But, you know, once again, like, I think the fall, there was a lot of stuff that really came out in the fall that, that was very good. and putting together my list i was like yeah there's a lot of very good video games mm-hmm. yeah there were this year so it's not a it's not a bad year it's it's not a uh 2014 no it's probably the worst year of the decade mm. uh, in my opinion hmm. of course we might have a discussion about maybe. such things in the future maybe yeah yeah all right yeah. well Tyler, we have a few awards to go through. Uh, if you haven't already, we did last week an episode where we just talked about every single video game that we played this year. So we're going to get into it with our first award here. I I say we start with multiplayer and work left and then do outsider right before game of the year. Sure. That is That is what I had in my head. So let's do it. Let's start with the multiplayer game of the year. Tyler. I. Th- so I forget how we did this last year. Do we have a winner and then just a couple runners up? We had a winner and then a runner up. Okay, good. Just one runner up. Good. All right. Well, Tyler, let's go three, two, one and just. Put our number one right down there, right now. I really only have two. Okay. But I'm going to say Call of Duty Modern Warfare is my number two. Okay. Uh, I haven't been able to play as much as you have, but I've played a couple hours of it recently here, and I absolutely love this multiplayer. Yes. It is definitely the best multiplayer in a long time for Call of Duty, Mm -hmm. just because they've made some really great changes like they simplified matchmaking it's a lot easier to just filter things the gunsmith stuff i think is the customization that call of duty really needed for a long time like they were trying to do it with like perks and 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 all that but this really is to a whole new level Uh, i mean it's the most american thing but it's (laughs) fucking cool i like it a lot um 
And then, you know, Ground War is dumb, but it's fun. Uh, the game just feels really good. I feel like this is the most tactical Call of Duty has felt in a long time as well. It's still fast-paced. It's yeah. no Rainbow Six Siege, but but still, the, the fact that you can shut doors now or, or mount kind of snap to cover and stuff um, kind of slows the match down a little bit. Um, you know, on certain maps and it's it's a lot of fun it's just yeah it's an excellent multiplayer yeah tyler i believe we both came to a consensus on this so, one yeah. uh i also had call of duty as my second i threw a third in there final fantasy 14 uh shadow bringers that at the bottom of my list i just wanted to shout that out i really like what they did with the raid content mm-hmm. and the trials and in, in the the expansion they were a lot of fun to play uh but both of us at number one have apex legends yeah yeah that is what I have as well. Yeah. It's just by far the best multiplayer of 2019. Yeah, it's it did something new with uh, Battle Royales. It launched without any lead up to it. Yep. At least, uh, I mean, I think they held a press event like maybe a week out or something like that. But Apex just came out of nowhere and really turned me around on uh battle royales i think at the time i was like yeah battle royales are fun but eh, i i feel like this is this is a a fad that's gonna like die out this year or something like that but apex man i i can't say enough good things about what what it did with uh characters and team compositions and interactivity with online strangers just trying to it made a genre that should be inaccessible unless, uh, as in, in squad play unless you're playing with people you know and change that so like hey I, I can just go online squad up and I'll have a good time most of the more times than not and it's it's that pinging feature that they added in Apex that I think pretty much all well, I know Fortnite stole it. Fortnite tries to steal everything from every battle royale to try to make it itself better. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Apex. Yeah, and it's just to have a multiplayer that feels as good as a Call of Duty game, basically. In uh, that, like, I know Call of Black Ops 4 had battle royale, felt really good, but I, th- I just feel like. Apex just, it feels better to not only shoot things, but then just the movement, mm-hmm. just flying around. I love sliding was, down hills. Yeah, the sliding, you know, the different the zip mobility. lines it sets up. And- yep. It's just, it's, it's just that feels so much better and, and I think brings a whole other level to it. Yeah, and so. I think the map is, both maps are really good. Yeah. Uh, each section of the map feels like its own multiplayer arena. And yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. So yeah, first award. We actually did that pretty quickly because I think this was the most obvious one yeah. of all of them. Uh, Apex Legends is the winner, runner-up. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't put throw in uh, Destiny Two Shadowbringers. Did was, they add anything new to that multiplayer? I was thinking of it, but I feel like they didn't add enough hmm. to it. I mean, there's some cool PVE like stuff yeah. you can do with with a lot of other people, but you know, the, the Crucible is still the Crucible. Gambit didn't really change too much, so I was thinking about it. 
Perhaps it is nominated for this next category. Most improved game of 2019. Tyler, I'll go first here. I only have one nominee. That's No Man's Sky. Ooh. The No Man's Sky next update really fucking did a lot for that game. It did. Uh, Added an actual social hub. Uh, It made multiplayer a lot easier to do. Uh, Building bases together with other people a lot easier to do. Um, They've... They've made the game a lot easier to understand, like, what you're supposed to do next. How, like, oh, there's these different things I can shoot for, and these are different... These are different lines I can go down. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, I th- I think they did did enough with No Man's Sky that now I can be like, yeah, maybe you should try No Man's Sky. Yeah. They added VR. Can you see that? Yeah. They fucking added VR to No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when PlayStation VR launched. I, you know, we were all thinking that that was going to be something mm-hmm. that they would have in a game at launch, but they didn't. But now they finally do. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, my I only have one actually, and, and it's not Destiny Two Shadow Keep. While I think Destiny Two, they made some good changes. It to me, the game was still in a pretty good place with Forsaken, and they only made it incrementally better. Okay, with Shadow Keep and adding some new stuff. I actually have the Division Two. Um, I think just the the leap from the Division to the Division Two is so much better that like not in every way they kind of talked about some of that last week but they they turned the division franchise with the sequel into something where i felt like i wanted to come home and play it every day whereas the first one just didn't didn't uh happen at all and like i i wanted to you know keep playing that end game and keep getting new gear and and make my numbers go up and and all that stuff um earning uh new uh abilities uh as well was was something really cool especially my my crossbow basically one hit ko sort of thing it's just awesome um so they they just made the grind better and uh more rewarding more fun um so that's that's my only thing uh but i i i'm okay with giving it to no man's sky because you know the weird thing is i don't remember but i think no man's sky might have last year's stuff last year's award too they keep building on that game a lot they do they they keep making it better and better and better and uh kind of making it what everyone wanted it to be at launch and i'm totally cool giving it to giving this award Mm. to them again okay all right well if if you're just going to give in that easily i'm going i'm gonna i'm gonna say no man's sky wins the most improved game of 2019 Tom Clancy's The Division 2 coming in runner-up. In a way that you used that award that I wasn't quite expecting. A sequel to a game being yeah, an improvement. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit more of like the the Division franchise in a way. I just think it's so much better. Okay. Some might argue that most improved just means that the game was a disappointment to start with. Which I guess in No Man's Sky's case might be re- might be true. Oh yeah. Uh, but we here at the PlayStation Report are disappointed in other games right now. The games that released this year that we're disappointed in didn't improve enough to change our minds. Tyler, 
I think you know where I'm going to go with this, at least for three of my four that I have here nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, let's hear from you first. I'll just kind of lay lay them out um, because I feel like we share, definitely share a couple of them. Um, number three, a game that I enjoyed, but just kind of disappointed me in some ways, especially the ending, Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Number three, it's not a game that I'm like completely bummed out about, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean it, it's a, it's it's a good game. It just has its faults for sure. Um, and then my number two and my number one are the Bethesda Double Whammy. Uh, number two, I have Rage Two. Okay. And number one, I have Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, I mean, we've talked at length about these games. Uh, I kind of can't stand either of them. While I think Wolfenstein might be a better game, I'm not fully sure, actually, now that I think about that. But to me, just the fact that Wolfenstein, uh, you, you have that name of Wolfenstein. There's, there's expectations going into that, for sure, because 1 and 2 were so great, and even the Old Blood wasn't too bad, the other little spinoff after first first game. Um and it just did not meet those expectations. Okay, so really here's well. here's here's my argument of why you should switch those two around. The fucking marketing of Rage Two. Yeah. The way they pumped good. that shit up mm-hmm. to like unbelievable expectation that that game would be like, wow, this would be a really cool open world game. It will. It'll. It, this is the far. This is Bethesda's answer to Far Cry. And it turned up being like not that at all it turned out yeah. being something that you kind of regret putting time into i certainly regret that <laughs> whereas i um, think wolfenstein there's enough there in like just just the story around the world and where it's at there that sets up enough for you to be like okay i'm glad i know what happened here mm-hmm. I might not have enjoyed playing it, but I'm at, I'm, I'm kind of glad to know what happened here. Yes. But at the same time, I, I felt like what happened in Wolfenstein wasn't that exciting. And what the, where the game starts, I'm more intrigued of what happened than what actually happened in that game. Okay. I feel like it's completely forgettable. Um, but I do agree with you. Like the the marketing for H two was ridiculous, and then also you're throwing it on the box, which also comes with a lot of expectations to it. Um, and I know this is also kind of co developed with Avalanche Studios, although I I'm not fully sure how much it actually had involvement in this game because it yeah, really it was like yo here's like our shooting engine yeah uh just put that in whatever game you're making yeah but but still you're slapping it on there especially coming off of Doom 2016 having a ton of hype for Doom Eternal it's like there's a lot of expectations there too and that game was just fucking awful it was yeah. boring I don't know what what are your other ones though uh so at the bottom of this list, I have Trials Rising. I enjoyed that game plenty enough, but once I got to the point where I realized, oh shit, the way you unlock new levels sucks shit, mm. it, it, that was a huge disappointment. It made me stop playing that game because I'm like, I don't have the time to fucking deal with this shit and I'm not paying them to fucking play more of this game. Right. Yeah. 
can see that. But my number one, I I have Wolfenstein above that, and then Rage Two above that. But number one, man, Anthem, fucking oh, Anthem. Oh my god! Oh god! Okay, that throws a fucking monkey wrench into this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't play Anthem, but Anthem's. I played Anthem. <laughs> Going into Anthem, I was like, okay, Bioware has tried some multiplayer stuff before. Let's see if they if what they're building here learns any of the lessons from those other other experiments. Yeah. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. This game sucks ass. Yeah. And, and it Bioware. sucks. It just it's awful. It doesn't have anything that you love about a BioWare game. It doesn't have it. It just doesn't have it. It doesn't belong in the in the catalog of BioWare games. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I think, but Anthem hands down, I feel like should take this probably. It had so much promise. Like EA was going to have their answer to destiny. Possibly. That's what a lot of people were saying. I'm not sure if that's ever what they were thinking about this as, but they were going to have their long running game as a service. Yeah. And it just fell so fucking flat. Yeah. To the point where they can't even build on those promises they made like they i remember at the 183 i guess it was 2018 where they were talking about you know their their post-launch plans and how they're going to keep adding all this story content it's going to evolve i don't even think they got any of that shit out no their roadmap they completely said no we're not doing any of this and yeah, and wasn't it true? Too uh, true. Also, in this game, at least at launch, like the first, like assault rifle or yes. something that you get yes. is the best weapon yes. in the fucking game. Yep. And because even- of the way their scaling was, it <laughs> was yeah, they fucked up. Yeah, they you, fucked up you big. Could time. Grind and grind and grind for all the the legendary gear, just. <laughs> not even have it matter and that That's gear didn't stupid. even look all that cool mm-hmm. like the whole thing is oh wait there's this loot there's this super rare loot but all of it looks the fucking same yeah it's like the only thing they give you is bigger numbers and that's not good enough right. if I wanted bigger numbers I'd go play a, a clicker game fuck yeah I think Anthem I think Anthem. I'll let you choose what gets the runner-up, because I'm so pissed off at Anthem. <laughs> um, oh, man. It's just... it. I could almost go either way. I mean, yeah, I have Wolfenstein over Rage 2, but at the same time, like... Rage 2 is so You didn't even finish bad. Rage 2. <laughs> yeah, like, I literally got to the point where it said you're supposed to grind all these factions and just uninstalled the game and said, fuck this. So, in a way, I feel like Rage 2 should probably get to second place. I don't know. Bethesda's, Bethesda didn't have the greatest year, though. That's we an understatement. That. They had a shit year to include their, that Fallout 76 plus shit oh, that they yeah. did. Yep, yep, like, yep, yep. Bethesda's just had, like, the shittiest year Yeah. in terms of just games and stories and games and how yeah, they've supported I them. I mean, did they really launch anything that was, like... They had some Elder Scrolls Online Great. expansions, but I'm already out on that game. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't have anything like Dishonor or Evil Within come nope. out this year. Nothing like that. Yeah, they had a shit fucking year. Holy crap! Hopefully, better next year. But they were supposed to have Doom that. this year. Yeah, that, that's the that's thing they were, they were riding on. on. That's what they were banking on. Well. 
as long as Doom Eternal is even as remotely good as Doom, they'll have a better year. Twenty. I have fear. I have fear that the reason they delayed it is not because the game necessarily needed more time to, for what it was. Bethesda wants it to be something else. Well, guess we'll elaborate that more in our 2020 look ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time to get to a get. You, let, let's let's get more posy. Yeah, I think get that's some- that's the most negative award we're handing out. But you know what? I feel like you have to talk about the disappointments of the year. If nothing else, so. it, it makes me feel better. Yeah. And I will never touch Anthem again. I say that they say they're going to remake that game into something else. I'm not sure if I have the patience. Yeah. And they sure as hell shouldn't uh, make the people that bought that game pay any fucking money for that. That's just my... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Time to just be fucking nerds right now and talk about the technical achievements of 2019. Tyler, I have five nominees here. How many do you have? Four. Okay. All right. My. All right. I have from the bottom up Dirt Rally 2.0, Apex Legends, Ace Combat 7. Dreams and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. Why is Call of Duty your number one? The reason that you don't know yet because you haven't put a set of fucking headphones on. Mm-hmm. Just the way the bullets sound hitting different surfaces near you. Um, the way it sounds when you're firing it in different environments. That game just sounds really fucking good. Yeah. And it looks good too. It does. It's it's a good looking game. I am playing it on PC, but you're playing it on PS4. Mm-hmm. That's a good fucking looking That's, game, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, f- well, let me back up. Call of Duty is on my list here, and I have it on there primarily because of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I mean, the game does sound good. But Call of Duty always sounds good to me but but it's different I, this year you need to put I, some fu- go, go right there right now fucking put some headphones on i'm not disagreeing with you i'm not disagreeing with you um but to me playing the campaign and seeing some of these character models and everything i'm like these are the best looking character models uh-huh. in video games fucking period there's nothing that looks better than this i don't even know how they did it this is actually the only game that has made my ps4 pro sound like a jet mm there's been no other game that has done it. Not even like God of War from last year. This is the only one. So I'm like, man, they must really be pushing it. So yeah. Um, next up, I have uh, Resident Evil 2. All right. Yeah. I, I was, I'm more thinking of like the whole Mr. X thing and him chasing you around like the way they did that just took that game to a whole nother level uh number two uh i put it on the list but i never played it but i just feel like it deserves appreciation have dreams Mm -hmm. and then number one i actually have apex legends oh what what makes you think apex is the i just feel like what they did with the whole pinging system 
and the way you communicate with each other just takes the battle royale genre and really just multiplayer to a whole. Mm. Just the fact that you can communicate that clearly um, with someone you're not even in a party with, um, or even if you're in a party, if you're not spending time uh, tracking down something of like, hey, I got the ammo over here. Oh, well, where the fuck is that? Bam, it's right there. Um, so I think that, that I think is just something that's just kind of revolutionary All right. sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, hmm. I agree with you. That system is really good. It's, it's definitely changed battle royales as a genre. Oh, man, this is tough. It's just, it's, and I love with that system though, that you can tag anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not and just, not even just loot. the tagging, like the, uh, the contextual voice lines from the characters as well that yeah. go along with that do a lot to communicate. Yep. And even like the, the visual things on screen, um, not only the marker of where it's actually at, but it'll pop up in a corner too of like so-and-so pinged an open chest or something like that. It's just, the game's just telling you a lot of information that previously you just never had. Yeah. At least in an easy way mm-hmm. to get. Yeah. So that's... Okay. Case. Man, you're really winning me over there. Dreams, though. Dreams is... Yeah. <laughs> I think dreams is an achievement in and of itself that the the game just, it works in some of the creations that have been made are just pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And the ways that people have manipulated the tools in dreams to make things that I did, like, I did not imagine that we'd see some of the stuff that's in dreams. Like they have an anti-grav racer that looks like Wipeout in that game now. Like, People have taken the engine they've given, they've uh, put out in dreams and made some fantastic stuff. And I'm interested to see, along with that, to see if uh, people actually go from dreams to making games on other more robust video game engines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way the creations are kind of tracked in dreams i think mm-hmm. it makes and a lot gives, of giving credit to people where credits do that, that's a, that's a big thing too like i i love seeing people make stuff but i i like to see the whole the paper trail to see like okay uh they didn't do this alone there's there's a lot of people who work on this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so so that's a nice thing to see to to just get a better understanding of oh there's a variety of talents that go into making video games and dreams while being not the biggest not not going to make the biggest games out there like you can still see that trail yeah. I'd be okay with dreams taking the top spot and then we can we can bitch about what's runner up okay yeah I'm fine with that I mean, I think dreams taking the top spot makes makes a lot of sense. Okay. Oh man. So it's going to be Apex versus Call of Duty for the second spot. Yes. Uh, I guess quickly I'll say Ace Combat Seven fucking looks amazing. It's just graphically just a fantastic looking game. Mm-hmm. 
same with Dirk Rally 2.0 of what they've done with lighting, especially, yeah. and with uh, with vehicle handling on different surfaces under different conditions. Yeah. Part of me wanted to put control down for this because of their lighting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that game just doesn't run the best. Yeah, so I'm like, it has, I feel like it has it, some problems. Yeah. I just want to give that a shout out. All right. I'm willing to let Apex stand as the runner up. Okay. As long as you promise me you'll put some fucking headphones on next time you play Call of Duty. I will. I will. And when I play more of that campaign, I'll play with the headphones on. I'll report back to you. All right. I have no doubts that it's that it's great. So that is four awards down. This is going to be the halfway point. And, you know, I love this next award so much. Best moment or sequence. I love going back and looking at some of this stuff because it's fucking awesome. Um, Tyler, I'm going to show you one real quick here at the top. I have it on my USB stick here. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Uh, hopefully the audio is mixed. I did a little test before I started recording here. Uh, this is a moment in judgment where you're escaping the Yakuza who are out to kill you. Take a skateboard. Where do you think this goes, Tyler? Do you fight on the skateboard? Oh, man. It's so much better than that. It is so much better than just fighting on a skateboard, Tyler. Just wait. Yeah, he's holding on to a back of a car. You know you could do this in one of the Tony Hawk games, remember? Where you could just cling on to the back of a car. He jumps up. He doesn't just ollie over it. He fucking grinds. He grinds and gets back on the back of that car. And then a van comes up with more Yakuza people. A little bit of swervy derby. Rolling on top of a car. The skateboard goes under the car and he gets back on it on the other end. Yeah, that's that's good. That that's a good moment, but wait, this is the this is the This is it. The van comes up and tries to swing at him with a metal bar. He ducks under it, does a spin, kick flip, kick him in the face, and escape. I like that a lot. <laughs> Maybe I need to play Judgment. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> wow. God, I, like I fucking lot. love that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, do you want to hit me up with one? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to... I have a couple others, but I'm just going to shout these three. Um, my number three... And we're talking spoilers here. Yeah. I mean, I should have said that at the yeah. top of the show. Like, there are going to be... Especially from here on out, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. So my number three is actually the ending of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, okay. Which I... Um, document yeah let me let me go look at that real quick go to the workspace jedi fallen order motherfucker you, why couldn't you do it like me and just have the link in a separate yes yeah, column making me do work oh i see how it is uh you said skip to, to like 242 in this. whoa there's an ad uh i'm gonna mute that while the ad plays 
Actually, it would be easier if I muted that rather than this. All right. Fucking draft kings. Oh, wait, no. I can skip the ad. Uh, you said two minutes or something? Yeah, like 242. Two what? 242. 242. So this is right after a boss fight. Um, there's some character moments that kind of happen. Um, I have the Holocron. Yeah? I need to do this. So the whole game's kind of been building up to this. You're chasing this Holocron device and there's there's some character dynamic dynamics true. between Trilla Nothing and Siri here the screen is over. but it's what happens next is eating you up inside and every day we choose that, to uh, feed it that or probably it. makes it's us too better. late sir mm. And it's probably it's been spoiled for you if you've I been watching TV and have seen Jedi Fallen Order commercials on TV or YouTube or something. But I think the way I this happens when I was finishing this game last so night, I was like, sorry. holy shit, this is good. Um, okay. Maybe skip a little bit of Well, we're almost there already. Like, yeah, I've carried so much hate for you. Ah, all right. Mm. It's a really powerful moment kind of happening between the characters right now, and then all of a sudden some shit happens with the one, and you're kind of wondering, like, why isn't she saying anything? Huh. And then you hear the yeah, voice. Yeah, you hear, you hear that. And then you see it in the background. And it's like, oh, shit, honey. Huh. Darth Vader shows up. That doesn't look good. It isn't. And then mm. you can just skip a little bit ahead. Of like skip to some of the gameplay. Okay. Because you kind of have to fight him, but Darth Vader's such a badass that you're just fucking owned. Submit. And then. I mean, you have to do... It, it feels a little Uncharted sort of thing. Hmm. The music's fucking blaring, which is awesome. Very Star Wars. Um, but then, you know, you can skip ahead even more. Uh, you're, you're kind of escaping this entire base while Darth Vader's just trying to do whatever to destroy you. And the whole base is, like, blowing up and all sorts of shit. It's... It's pretty epic. Let's get out of here. All right. Probably more epic to play than to watch, but I, I really thoroughly. I mean, that that's Darth Vader. Yeah. It's, just it's like, like you close the door on him, but he has a fucking lightsaber. What the fuck is a closed door going to do against the lightsaber? Yeah. I guess it's an elevator, so. It is. Yeah, you're safe. So, yeah. I, I think the whole ending to Jedi Fallen Order is just fucking fantastic. Okay. So, and, and kind of not what I was expecting. All right. For sure. Um, right. And there, there is a very good reason why Darth Vader is there, too. It's not just like they threw him in just to have him in the game to get people excited. Like, there's an actual legitimately good story reason. Okay. There, why, why he's there. So, um, Tyler, I have a feeling we both have the ashtray maze. Yes. On our lists. That's my number two. Okay. I mean, we've talked about the ashtray maze a little bit. Yeah. You listen to some Norwegian metal, <laughs> and you go fight through this evolving level. That's, it. yeah, it's 
it's a really cool sequence of fighting while listening to some fucking metal. Yeah. And visually stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so cool. And you kind of, yeah, at least I feel like most control players, I mean, I, I ran into it. You run into the Astro Mage and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then you finally get to explore it with just this fucking Did you run into it before you had the item? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did. And it kept kind of changing, and I saw some things that I could get, but I couldn't get. I'm like, ah, I really want this. And I I probably spent a good 15 minutes trying to figure that thing out. Yeah, I I thought it was a puzzle, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then when when you actually get to go through that sequence, it's, it's definitely the highlight of that game to me. Ends with the cheesy Jesse saying, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that sequence. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I have Ace Combat 7 down here. This this is the last sort of fight thing you do. Last dog fight. Um, I'm going to mute that ad because there are ads every fucking video on YouTube. <laughs> uh, let's go up here. Um unmute let's bring it back all right so in this final mission you're clearing out these drones that are trying to hack into the drone network to bring all the drones under one one mind one control and it's happening around the space elevator and this is like right after you clear all what you think is all the drones and then it turns out there's another drone and it goes underground. It goes into a tunnel down here. And this sequence is you chasing this drone through a tight quarters tunnel. The space elevator. And I'm going to skip ahead here. I'm going to show, show you just how close quarters this shit is. Holy crap. Your plane barely fucking fits through these underground tunnels, and you're chasing it in to eventually you reach the space elevator. That's where these uh, tunnels are leading to. And you do a dogfight in the space elevator. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to try to skip ahead here. Yeah, you're doing a dogfight inside this tight, tight control here. Try to take out this last drone before it can hack the network. And then... Yeah, it's fucking hard. Yeah. And then, to escape, there's no escape because all the doors closed behind you. So what do you do? You fly up this tight space elevator. Oh, shit. And you're flying vertically here, so it's kind of hard to control. And yeah, you, th- this is the end of the game where you're like fucking shooting up this space elevator. And it's fucking... Oh man, it just feels so good after all of that. But yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's like you're fucking doing a chase through underground tunnels in a plane. Yeah. Seems intense. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Uh, do you have any others to share with me before I, only, I get to my I last two? One, I only have one more, so why don't you do your next one then? Okay. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I already showed you the the final-ish cutscene, the yeah. cutscene for the final boss, but that isn't my moment. My moment comes here against the Guardian Ape. 
Yeah, I've I've seen. Oh, it. you've seen this? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching it again, but yeah, this, this so, boss fight seems just fucking insane. And then he he comes back multiple times, doesn't he? There, yeah, there, there's another encounter with the guardian ape uh, in a different area. Yeah, but yeah, at first you fight this this boss. It's an ape that has a sword through its neck, and. It has its own moves, but as you notice, it only has one death blow that you have to do on it. Yeah. And also, it kind of looks like Kratos, the head. Yeah. But but how tough is it to get to that death blow? It is, so, this is one of the very few boss fights where it's like, okay, let's drain its vitality so it's, so it's easier to stagger. Yeah. yeah uh, this is seems fucking but yeah, I, I I can't remember exactly when it when it is. I want to say it's close to here, mate. Oh no, that's that's too far. But yeah, you get this death blow on this uh, on this uh, guardian ape. Yeah. You cut its head off with that sword that's through its neck, mm-hmm. and then Which you stand around. It get, yeah. It's cool. The sword sticking in the ground, the head right next to it. You get it. You get the thing. Shinobi execution. Which when it's like, okay, yeah, you beat a boss. Yeah. But you ain't done yet. You ain't done. That body starts wiggling. It gets up. It picks up its head with one hand and the sword with the other. <laughs> Has an entirely so different awesome. move set, which is really weird. It fights really weird after it loses its head. Yeah. I love how it's kind of stumbling around, too. I have a theory. I haven't proven it, but I feel like it's only seeing you through the head. Just with the way that it moves, it feels like it's always trying to point that head towards you. Yeah. How do you... Like, what do you mean to hit You, You get to learn... That's a sweep, so you can jump over sweeps. Yeah. And get some hits in. That move, uh, I got a special. I got. I got a different shinobi tool that let me uh, shield through that and then get some hits on him. But yeah, it just has a very loose way of fighting that's so different from the previous fight. I I just love this moment. Yeah. Now, isn't there a moment in this game where you fight teams? Yeah, that's that's the other encounter, but it's already lost its head. Yeah, and then there's another one. The other one is weaker. It's just a, it's a big ape. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty pretty fucking cool boss fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, other nominees could have come from that game too. Yeah, you witnessed the snake. Yeah, the snake is fucking epic. The way it fucking squirms around after you stab it in its eye. Yeah, and the intensity. That, just that sound is so fucking scary. Yeah. And then the way it chases you and almost gets you through that tunnel when you get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the snake's very good. Because up until then, everything you fight is like, oh, that's a dog. Oh, that's a person. Mm-hmm. And then that's the first, first like, n- unreal looking thing yeah. you see. Right. But yeah, that that's the one, the Guardian Ape for me. Uh, Is that your number one? No, that's my second. Okay. My number one comes from Final Fantasy fourteen. but w- w- what's your number one? My number one is just, I think about uh, what, what moment from a video game just sticks with me the most this year, and it's gotta be Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. Which Mr. X moment? 
probably the first time he shows up when he uh moves that helicopter yeah. aside yeah okay it, it went, that when he shows up and now he's chasing you throughout the whole police station for such a long time it's just that game's already kind of creepy in in just a claustrophobic atmosphere and really really intense and then you add him to it it just takes it to a whole nother level and just to have him constantly stomping around trying to get you um is is just the moment that i i think when it comes to this year is is my favorite all right yeah i that was that was fucking good. Yeah. I mean, he shows up later, too, which is like, Cause, fuck. Yeah, because up until then, it's <laughs> like, okay, uh, I just have to run around these zombies, avoid yeah. them if I need to. Yeah. I could pop them in the head if I if I have the ammo. Yeah. And but fact, Mr. X is like, oh, I have to find another way to go because this isn't going to work. Yeah. And, and the fact that you, you know you have to do certain, like, I think about the whole thing, I think in the library where we kind of oh, have to move yeah, some where bookshelves you, around. Mm-hmm, and you have to run yeah. around in circles. Yeah. We knew exactly what we had to do. And then the fact that you're like, just moving one of them, you're like, all right, I got this, got this. But those footsteps keep getting louder and louder mm-hmm. and louder. And you can't turn the camera around because you're stuck in the animation. It's like, fuck, where is he? And then you turn around, he's like, boom, right there. And then you take, you have to take off. It's just, it's, it's thrilling. So. All right. I think I've shown you some of this, but this is from the final moments of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. You fight Emmett Selk, and then he reveals himself, his true form, to be Hades. And you got this fucking rad music going on. You have that light because you're calling in heroes from other worlds. And then you go th- you go through this boss fight, which is cool in itself, but it's the cutscene after this boss fight that is fucking awesome. And the direct, the- just take note of like some of the direction in this in this cutscene here after you after you've beaten him. It's just this is some of the best uh, cutscene work they've done in a Final Fantasy game, in my opinion. So yeah, you you've just beaten him down, and he's he doesn't want to give up. He's carrying the hope of his people from when the worlds were whole. So the plan here is to, you'll see it here, that, that's your warrior of light here that's standing, like, whatever character you created, that's, that's what it's gonna be. So you have your buddy here, Thancred, who's coming in here, yo, we have a plan for these people called the Assians, which you trap their soul in this substance called White Arasite, which he's just shattered and put it into him. And you'll see it's absorbing his soul. And since his soul is like 14 souls, because that's the world's split into 14, but he's still whole. Just absorbing his souls there. And then they're they're trying to contain him while you put in the final blow. 
but yeah, it's... This last trial is literally called the Dying Gasp. And I think you'll see why here just in a moment. Crystal gets big. And now it's the time for the Warrior of Light to do their thing. Yeah, just look at this. This moment right here is like... Just that visual right there. It is just the fucking coolest thing. And this is just some anime bullshit, but it's it's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's then he reverts to his form with a fucking hole in his chest. Got some cat ears. He has some final words. Remember. Remember us. Remember that we once lived. And he's talking about his his people that he's trying to merge all the worlds to bring back. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think visually that's that was one of my favorite things to see this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some really cool lighting going on there, and I think having something like that in MMO, I think, is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Like that level of just quality and animation. That Square Enix, that that direction too. This that's some. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. But man, I think, but for that to pay off, you have, like, it's hard for me to sell that without you understanding the entire picture. Cause I can't, I can't properly explain like why all of that matters. There's some visual metaphor happening in there as well. Especially you saw it was an ax that you threw <laughs> every other time. It was just, it was just a sword that you sliced through someone. Mm. But it being an axe there is symbolic of something as well that happens in a previous cutscene. Um, but I, man, what Mr. X means for that game, like, this is what the game is going to be from here on out. Right, yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. a fucking good moment as yeah. well. So I, I have no doubt that the Final Fantasy fourteen one's good. I'm not yeah. trying to downplay that at all. I just you also Yeah, I understand if it's not relatable for a lot of people because yeah. there's a lot you need to know to understand that. Yeah, there's a lot of like build up mm-hmm. to that. And I'm sure that's just an eight. If you want to give this to off. the skateboard getaway. 
Yeah. So here's man, that skateboard getaway is fucking really good. That is some inventive shit. Um, I also I really like that Guardian Ape fight, and mm-hmm. I just commend anyone that fucking gets through that. Yeah. I think that is such a cool boss fight. And just throw you the curveball of Nope, he's not dead. Good job. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and the fact that you don't get to, like, You can't go back. Yeah, you can't anything. rest. You can't get your uh, healing gourd recharged. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure playing through that the first time is like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was it, a boss where I was like, okay, I don't have the tools to quite get through this yet. Let's explore another route in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like this is maybe coming down to Resident Evil Sekiro to win. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like, I understand that, like, final, the, the, the Shadowbringers thing is not going to be for everyone. And maybe that's, this isn't the category that gets anything. But, yeah. Hmm. I'm totally cool if Sakurio wins it. Yeah, that fucking guardian ape shit is yeah. fucking good. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Winner. Sakurio, guardian ape. Runner up, Mr. X appears. What if Mr. X was in Smash Brothers? Dude, that'd be badass. <laughs> Mr. X appears. Um, yeah, man, there's some, there were some pretty cool moments to this year. I mean, a couple other ones that I want to shout out to. There's a really great plot twist in Devil May Cry 5. Okay. And just some fucking cool boss fights. Even the last boss fight is so fucking awesome. Uh, that I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Also, just a feeling in Jedi Fallen Order of the first time when you walk into a room full of stormtroopers that... They're low-level enemies, but the very first time you just kind of take them all out and you barely take any damage and you're just fucking deflecting this bolt, throwing your lightsaber through that dude, deflecting that too, just, that's a satisfying moment. And then another moment for me from this year that's, well, two moments really really quick, that are, one of them is a little more personal, but I, I just won't. I don't think I'll ever forget my first win in Apex Legends. Oh, yeah, that's that's some good shit. Yeah, I mean, I, winning in the first time in Battle Royale is exciting, but I think the one for Apex Legends for me was uh, just, I always think about it because um, I was just playing by myself, so I had two other teammates that were pretty good, and it was really late at night, uh, and we were, it was on the first map, King's Canyons and we were in kind of you know how there's like some kind of narrow paths in that map that just kind of wind through and get you yep. from one area to the next the circle ended up closing in one of those narrow little paths and my team we were feeling pretty good just ran through one end took this dude out took that dude out uh, we were just just wrecking everybody and then it got to the end and there was two more guys left and I chucked one of the um uh, forgetting the exact name, but the kind of like fire grenades. Um, 
chucked one behind him so he couldn't run and then also the circle was kind of closing in and then just popped my bloodhound ability and popped the last two dudes that were left and i ended up having being the kill leader at the end which yeah there's not many people left but i think i had like six kills that match which for me i'll take it yeah uh, and it was just it, i just felt so badass it was like one of those moments you throw the controller down and you just get up and you have to walk around because you're so excited sort of thing uh, so that and then also just uh keanu reeves showing up at e3 for cyberpunk was pretty fucking good yeah that was cool that was really exciting no win or anything because I, I this this category needs to be for moments in the games but i want to shout out to that because when i think about other just really exciting moments of 2019 outside of actually playing the games that's one that comes to mind pretty quick so yeah all right, that's half of the awards. Yeah. Oh man, do you want to do you want to take a break or do you want to just keep on going? I'm good. Maybe we take a break right before the game of the year. Okay. All right. Well, then the next award is best style. Yeah. And I have actually six, seven nominees here. Holy shit! How many do you have? I only wrote down two. Okay. I'm sure I could so I guess others, I, but yeah, I'll just give a f- few quick shout outs, uh, games that I like the look of, uh, ape out, I think looks yeah. really fucking cool. Definitely. Uh, future grind has, has a style to it with like the neon laser bikes. Um, apex legends is up there. I like yeah. the character art. I, I thought about Apex Legends and, and, you know, now that I think about it, I feel like I, I should add it to my list because I absolutely adore that new map. Mm-hmm. That new map is so good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the ones that I'm more serious about here uh, are Judgment, which I've shown you some stuff from Judgment. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, mostly for the visual direction, especially in cutscenes like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number two, I have Sekiro and one control. What do you have? I have number two. I have devil may cry five, um, because there's some really, not only is the action really stylish, the visuals are really good, but there's some really great, uh, direction in the cutscenes. That's, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then number, number one, I have control. Oh, okay. So it looks like we have a consensus control doing the, doing the X file slash twilight zone thing. Yeah. But doing it really fucking good. Really fucking good. That lighting, all the bodies just kind of floating up in the air. Just what an excellent look. I am game. a worm through time. Yeah. And then even when you're playing it, like just fucking picking up rocks out of the ground, just having them in your hand, chucking them like. The whole feel of that just is awesome mm-hmm. to me. But Sekiro, I should have thought about that. Sekiro, the movement of that is so good, but some of the art direction in that game is is just fucking stunning. Yeah, uh, you've seen the final. Have you seen all the phases of the final boss fight? Uh, maybe not all the phases. Let me let me show I you the final see. phase of the last boss fight. Uh, Sekiro, shadows die twice. Final boss. Um, and then yeah, let me let me get this here. 
Oh god, fucking ads. What is this? Hard work season two of Hardworking America. Oh fuck yeah. I have no idea what that's even about. But yeah, this I mean this visual motif of having the this field of white flowers is a thing they did in Bloodborne as well. I think seeing that too, knowing that that's kind of where the game starts too. Mm-hmm. I think coming back to that I think's pretty neat. Yeah, but at the uh final boss fight this this storm whips up you see the storm in the sky lightning striking everywhere yeah that's some style uh also like he hits you with i'm not sure if it'll do it in this here oh yeah he has a gun yeah he does these lightning strikes at you and there's a thing in this game called a lightning counter where you jump as you're getting hit with the lightning and you throw it back it's fucking cool that is pretty fucking cool yeah, it's pretty epic. Like him jumping and the lightnings in the background. Yeah. Wow. So how challenging is that boss fight? Versus Dude, it Guardian took me so fucking long to beat that really? boss fight. There's also another boss fight that I think goes f- good for visual style here. Uh, Sekiro Divine Dragon boss fight. Let me... Okay. So this boss fight isn't hard. Which is a good thing. So you can enjoy the visual of what's happening here. You pray at this one, th- at the Fountainhead, not Fountainhead Palace. Oh yeah, the Fountainhead Palace. There's a thing you pray to. And then a fucking cool ass boss fight. I mean, the name kind of gives it away, the Divine Dragon, but it looks really good. Here, let me just get in here. Uh, yeah, there's there's a pre-fight little thing oh, wow. here, but it's whatever. It's a bunch That's, of... Whew. But... That is fucking yeah. gorgeous. There, You just saw the lightning counter there, but yeah, there's this fucking boss fight with this divine dragon in the divine realm. And it's fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. I like how just the scale of this boss fight is like, uh huh. This is some God of War shit. You're just some little dude running around. There's this giant dragon. You catching some lightning and shooting it back at him. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty mm-hmm. fucking impressive. Um, I'm just gonna throw a link in here quick to sit down and cry. Okay. Uh, so have it. This is just one of the boss fights. This is against you fight him a couple times, but it's against Urizen, which is the big devil baddie in this game. Um ads. GTA Online. Another I just got two ads in a row. Yeah. Come gamble at our casino. Um but there's, hey, there's douchebag. Some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, the, the the dialogue in this game is just, it's so, it, it, it knows exactly what it's trying to do and what it's going for. And this guy's just a, a gross looking man in a chair. And just the lighting here is pretty impressive. Yeah. This, this is that Resident Evil engine that yeah. is just... Really good at making things look gross mm-hmm. between this game and, and Resident Evil 2. 
Um, yeah, I, hmm, man, this is tough. Yeah, it, it this is really. I, I'm willing tough. to give it to Devil May Cry. Uh, yeah. See, see, I'm almost willing to give it to Sekiro because just seeing that, seeing some of those boss fights is just unbelievable. Do we have a? Can we have just like a co number two? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> just because both those games are fucking stylish as hell. It's yeah. Mm. Like just moving around here feels really good. I, I mean, want to play this game. You should have kept your Xbox just yeah. a little bit longer. <laughs> um. Yeah, that that looks yeah, fucking yeah, good. It just it looks good. It feels good. Man, I don't know. But yeah, I'm okay if we had a code number two. Yeah, this is, this, this is I think this is the category choice. where there is <laughs> there is such yeah such narrow margins. I, I don't want to have to make the pick. And you know what? We're making up our own fucking rules here. So. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to pick because just seeing that that dragon boss fight there towards the end that's like one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever fucking seen in a game, and then. Just the shot of that final boss just jumping at you and there's lightning crash in the background. That is so fucking cool. Yeah, it's really good. Even like that Guardian Ape fight looks fucking awesome. Like that arena is really mm-hmm. cool and kind of how you're busting looking. through trees too. Yeah, 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 definitely. There, there's a couple other really good moments in Devil May Cry Five. There's this one awesome cutscene. Well, first of all, the cutscene. In following that, when you get the fucking motorcycle, and then you can beat the shit out of dudes with the motorcycle, that's cool. There's another cutscene where Dante just starts; it breaks out into like some dance music, and he just puts on his hat and he just starts dancing around. You can actually then use the hat later on, which that cutscene was really fun to watch. There's there's some really good stuff. But but Tyler, that that grind and that kickflip were pretty stylish, weren't they? Oh my god, they were. Yes. God, judgment is fucking good. Yeah. I, like I, need, to I, I need to finish that. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's always such a fun category to go through. Style. I, I love games when they have style. Mm-hmm. And I like games when they have good characters. And this is the next category. For best character, Tyler, I have five nominees. Um... Yeah, that five as well. All right. My number five is kind of unconventional. It's Octane from Apex. Oh, Octane's really cool. Octane is fucking really cool. Yeah. Throwing up the horns, fucking getting out there. Mm -hmm. I think he might be the coolest character. Apex. Him a lot. My number five... um, it's probably everyone's favorite character from this game, but to me, it really liked him. But I like other ones a little bit more. Uh, I have BD1 from Jedi Fallen Order, the little droid mm, that okay. is with you. Droid is adorable, and you feel very attached to him kind of throughout the game. If your number one is fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I will jump across this table. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I, I like BD1 a lot. I think... The thing with me with Star Wars, especially the recent Star Wars and like the recent Disney movies, they have good droids in them. You always are expecting there to be a cute, cool droid that you like. Every single one has that. So I feel a little desensitized, I guess, Mm -hmm. to it, but it's still really, he's a cool character. Okay. 
What's your number four? Uh, part in now I haven't played through this entire game yet, but what I've seen in this character, even just playing it today, I just absolutely love this character Parvati. Okay. From the outer worlds. Parvati's also on my list at number two. I, I don't know if I felt so quickly just connected and felt like a character was my best friend in an RPG than this mm-hmm. character just right off the bat. And then just, I love how, like kind of shy she is and uh you know today i i went through the whole thing in in her quest where you just go to a bar and drink with her mm-hmm. and it's just such a cool so many cool moments of just connecting right off the bat like that that uh in in, in getting really kind of personal with the character and the voice acting is really great from uh ashley birch i think yes right? um yeah, just an excellent, excellent character. Parvati could be higher by the time I finish the Outer Worlds. We'll see. But for now, yeah, on my list there. No. All right. My number four is Daniel from Life is Strange 2. That is uh, your little brother. You play as Sean. Daniel is the little brother with superpowers. Ooh. And the way that his character develops throughout that series, seeing him grow up, like understanding, like... Oh, this power, I I shouldn't, like, j- just the way that he learns about, like, why his power makes situations more complicated. It's, uh, yeah, I, I just love the character development, and I like what, where uh, Daniel ends up. At least in my playthrough, apparently you can, ch- you can the way you, you uh, make choices can change how Daniel ends up. Because <laughs> there's an option in the last episode maybe hurt some people real bad and he won't do it if you you've made certain choices being a good older brother Mm. cool uh my number three i have mr x for resident evil 2 just think his you know talk about a bunch here but his atmosphere uh and just intensity brings something a lot to that game uh and i think out of the characters in Resident Evil 2, he's probably just the coolest and he has nothing to say. Because mm-hmm. Leon Kennedy, he's just kind of a dumbass. So, yeah, that's my number three. My number three is Casper Darling from Control. Ooh. You never see him. No. Except in videos. But he goes through an arc, man. He's like... You can tell that he's. You can tell what state of mind he's in yeah. in those videos, like especially yeah, yeah, yeah. like towards the end, like where he's realizing, "Oh shit, the situation is fucked." Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple at the end, one where he he's only in his boxers. Yes. Where he's yep. like, "I'm gonna, yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to transcend this this mortal realm." And then there's the one where he's doing a fucking music video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's on my list. He's fucking good. He is very good. Uh, I, I like I like Casper Darling a lot. And he just to have a character in in a game like that, just in general, really, where he's so important to the story, and and he goes through his own character arc, and you never actually meet him, sort of thing. I, I like when games or movies or anything does that sort of stuff. Yeah. I almost put the well. board from control under this category because mm. the board is an interesting thing. Mm. 
yeah yeah uh, my number two is uh sierra from jedi fallen order okay and so she's kind of the companion that goes along with you or one of them uh part of your crew your crew is really neat in this game and uh, what I liked about her is just her character arc is really great. So she was a Jedi. Then Order 66 happens. Um, some other things happen as well. She uh, kind of betrays someone very close to her and then uh, kind of tries to distance herself from the Jedi and the Force. Uh, as well and then kind of through meeting Cal and going through the journey that they're going through kind of comes back to kind of understanding her purpose and where she can kind of fall in and kind of help the situation and I think I I just think her whole character arc is is great the voice acting she has is fantastic and and she kind of feels like a mentor to cow along the way mm-hmm. yeah which is really well done but then it's not without like they they have some hardships and they kind of clash as well at, at some point i think all of it's just really well done that's my number two awesome my number two is parvati we talked a little bit about her i like the way that she feels human in a way like she doesn't she doesn't read as just a video game character it seems like there was yeah. a lot of um a lot of personal things being put into that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, it w- yeah, I, I like Parvati a lot. Yeah. Also shout outs in that game. Vicar Max mm-hmm. is fucking cool. Has some good one liners. He's so like awkward, but I like him. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll get to my number one. Yeah. You've seen him. You know him as the Crystal Exarch. The Kingdom Hearts looking dude. Mm-hmm. He's actually from earlier in that game. He's from Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Garaha Tia. Also known as the Crystal Exarch. The person who brings you, who pulls you from your world to the first. To help save it. And... The way he did that, okay, so you get introduced to this character in a Realm Reborn in the Alliance Raid quest line. Uh, there's this big crystal tower. Uh, he was born with something called the an Allegan Eye, uh, which means he is like descendant of like the royal family or something like that, which means he can unlock the door to this crystal tower. And basically at the end of that quest line, he's like, okay, I'm going to stay in the crystal tower and study it and when people need me I will come out and it turns out he f- he came back from the future because in the future the 8th umbral uh, era uh, calamity happened your character died so he went back in time to the first because this is the source of that calamity uh, try, and the calamity is that world rejoining with the source world and yeah and he, he pulls you through he doesn't reveal himself because you your character knows Grahatia 
doesn't know who this crystal exarch is and the crystal exarch throughout the entire story is like yeah there's someone i look up to there's someone that i wish i could talk to right now he's talking about you the whole time oh shit he's like i have this hero that I, that i hope to see again someday yeah it's deep yeah deep it's more kingdom hearts than you think yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool uh, my number one was Casper Darling. So, yeah. So we, He's we've, fucking good. We've talked a lot about him. I also just think he brings some light to that world in a way with some of his goofiness mm-hmm. and, and what he's trying to do, uh, which is very serious what he's trying to do. But, you know, his personality is kind of goofy and bringing that to a game that is dark and all that, I think. I think it's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I, I so can I, see... I'm thinking. Good. I'm thinking uh, it's going to be one two between Casper Darling and Parvati for me. That's what I. That's what I'm feeling for this. Yeah, for the character okay. category. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm I can. I, also... It's just whatever order that is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can also see uh, your your guy from Shadowbringers because that is very deep. And I can see how that can be very meaningful. And he seems uh, very interesting. So if you feel strongly about him, I have no problem with him being on the list. Hmm. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers will have its moment in the next category. Okay. All right. All right. So are we going with Casper Darling in Parvati? Yeah, it's just about mm-hmm. which order do we want to put him. Mm-hmm. Could, so you you played through all the outer worlds like I, you know I I'm still I think I'm eight hours into it and I already feel that strong connection does it just get better so I think her? that peters out towards the end of the um well once you once you finish the companion quest for her, there's not much beyond that okay um that companion quest is pretty good though. Um, I like the way that she kind of represents, uh, a subset of people who don't necessarily feel physical attraction. That's, yeah. and that's an interesting character thing to, uh, learn about <laughs> with her. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I like when... You know, this whole thing at the bar, like, she's just going down this rabbit hole with this, we were talking about this other character, like, Mm -hmm. what if uh, she likes me, but then, you know, because I don't like to be, like, physically touched, then she doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. What that comes down the road, and she's just going down this rabbit hole, and it's almost kind of something that I felt like I could actually connect to in real life, because I have, I've had moments like that where I just go down this rabbit hole that... Most of it is, you know, I'm kind of working myself up. Yeah, it's a bunch of, of hypothetical shit that you should deal with when you get to it. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, man, you know, I I've just well, feel like I could just talk to her at any point. So I'm okay if Parvati actually takes this. Okay. Before we talk about it. All right. So Parvati wins. Uh, Casper Darling runner-up for Character of the Year. Yeah. Good characters. There are a lot of good characters in control too. Like, yeah, 
I like Jesse Faden a lot. Yeah. Too. Um, Courtney Hope's pretty good. Or not Courtney Hope. That's the actor. Uh, Pope. Pope. Yeah, the, Pope. I forget what her first name is. Mm-hmm. Courtney Hope plays Jesse Faden. Right, right, right. Uh, um, Ati, the janitor. Oh, God. Ati is excellent. So Ati might, might be the most interesting character of the year. Uh, they don't flesh him out quite enough. I feel like we'll learn more about Ati next year. Right on. All right. Now, now some fun happens here. <laughs> now fun for your ears. I have here six nominees for best soundtrack. I think I got four. I have four with two shout outs. All right. I just want to shout out two of them really quick. One for Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're not oh, talking yeah. about mm-hmm. it really yeah. here. What an excellent soundtrack. And I like how it's very different for a Pokemon game. There's some really cool shit in that soundtrack. Um, and then I just want to give a shout out. There's not really a standout like track for this game, but the soundtrack it does have adds so much to its atmosphere. I just want to shout out Control. Yeah. Like, if you look up Control's soundtrack, not the greatest to, like, actually listen to on its own, but you think about how it applies to the game and just the atmosphere that that game has, very, very good. So, I just want to give some shout outs there. Are your links here in any particular order? Is it bottom up? It is bottom up. Okay. To me. Um, All right. So, I'll get... Let's see what you have to say about the Borderlands soundtrack. I don't see Borderlands like making our list. I just want to give a shout out to actually how diverse this soundtrack is. Um, this is the opening kind of track. It's just called Sanctuary 3. Uh-huh. It just has a cool like Western vibe to it. Yeah. Mixed with like some indie rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I kind of like it. Then if you skip down, there's there's time codes in the description to uh, all right. uh, 245, disc 15. Yeah, I'm trying to look through here. Uh, do I just not have it? That's weird. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a comment. It's a comment. Oh, it's a I'm comment sorry. down I, here. All right. Where do I show comments at on YouTube? Like, the last thing I want to do is look at comments, but... Do I have them turned off? How do you turn comments back on? <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, read more. All right. What? 15. All right. Ambush at Jacob's estate. Yeah. There's a lot of things like this, too. Like, this happens when you're shooting the shit out of dudes. It's all right. Like, I can get behind this. There, there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of good atmospheric stuff. You wouldn't think of Borderlands as having a good soundtrack. All right. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The How many I did you say? About One, it, the two, more three, I, like four. You have four nominees? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll get through two of them here real quick. Uh, I have Judgment down here. Okay. I think you'll like this track.
That I sounds d- like something. That yeah. I know. But I yeah. do like that. I figured you'd like it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We got the guitar harmonies. Yeah. I think you might like Judgment. <laughs> I think I might. I'm a sucker for that sort of shit. Damn. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. like that a lot. All right. Uh, is the whole soundtrack kind of like that? or It varies. Uh, a lot of it is uh, J-Rock and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cool. Um, and then this is the only category I have for future grind. I liked its soundtrack uh, quite a bit. Um, here's, well, after this ad that I'm going to skip because I don't feel like talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. You're still advertising for Red Dead 2. <laughs> Ooh. I feel like I need to get my dance on. Yeah. Like a club. Yeah, it's it's got a good soundtrack. I like the game, too. It's a pretty fucking good game that I feel like a lot of people slept on. Yeah. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm. All right. I guess I'll... Next, I'll pull up here Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. All right. Let's copy that. Paste that link here since you didn't just make clickable links. Sorry. Uh, where where am I gonna want to go? I think here? it's in the description of this one. No, there's comments. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Well, go which to... which track am I looking for? Prologue. So, thing. this one has some good, like, kind of symphonic stuff. That's really nice. Uh, there is some more upbeat stuff, obviously, as you're fighting later on. But I thought this was a good one. So, that boss fight that I showed you with yours, and that this is like his fucking tower that you're going for. All right. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then, Skip, it's towards the bottom of the time codes. It's called Dante's Dance Music. Okay. Uh, Dante Dance Music. All right. This is fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of busts into this in a cutscene. He starts dancing. It's, it's fucking fun. All right. Yeah, that's that's groovy. That's fucking Devil groovy. Cry 5's good. I feel like, you know, this game did get some recognition in some end of the year awards, but I feel like it got overlooked a little bit. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Some good shit. Really good shit. Uh, all right. So you have two more left. I have four more left. Okay. Uh, first one here from Sekiro. I feel like Sekiro has a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, ads, of course, because, you know, we live in hell where everything is ads. This is for that divine dragon boss fight. the bringing in of like some of the Japanese sounds to that it's really yeah. cool oh. so calming yet mm-hmm. 
not not during a game. Yeah, that's really that one's good. Uh, let me see if I can find another one. Oh yeah, corrupted monk. Here, this is during the corrupted monk fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I also put Ape Out on this list. Yeah. Uh, Ape Out, interesting. It, it's a dynamic soundtrack that changes to the way you're playing. So this is gameplay, but that's how you get the music. <laughs> get those drums rolling when you get the action going. Let me see if there's a segment here where the action is. Here, let's, let's see. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to find... It's very neat. In a way, this is kind of a technical achievement in and of itself. Yeah. Just to get, get the music to be timed out like that and still sound good is really cool. Man, I feel like this should have been nominated for best style. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I love games with big text. Oh, yeah. Control yes. is awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and just seeing it pop up there is like, oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. You put in a you put in a Star Wars. If this is just a Star Wars thing that I recognize right away as Star Wars, I'm going to be a I little mean, bit. It, it is it is Star Wars, but it's not. What I want to show isn't necessarily the Star Wars teams that you know. All so right. this uh, one I think is maybe in the description. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Click on show more. The ascent. It's towards the top. It's just called now, ascent, but I'll forgive you. Sorry. There's some really good, you know, symphonic Star Wars music here, but this one I, I thought was really cool. Okay. I mean, it's it, it's Star Wars, but it's got a good good feeling to it. And this game soundtrack is really good at kind of highlighting what you're doing sort of thing it's not really uh, up front like the movies are but, okay. but it's good alright yeah. uh, it's towards the top there execute <laughs> order 66 is pretty neat kind of throwing some more this, this is during a really kind of intense story moments that this stuff happens alright it's coming up alright that's powerful yeah yeah and I mean during a game it's definitely much better but yeah, very, very good stuff. Of course, there are some of the themes that you know and love about Star Wars. And this oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Imperial theme is somewhere down in here somewhere. Um, no, is it? It no. probably is. You hear it. 
a couple times. Um, you hear the forest theme as well. Um, but even, but even then, some of the original stuff just for this game, I think is pretty, pretty good for a star Wars soundtrack. Yeah. So. so you heard a little bit in Final Fantasy XIV, that last boss fight where it has kind of that rock and roll soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I decided to put something a little bit different in here because I just wanted to show the range. Liberty, Liberty. Not Liberty Mutual. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, we do not endorse any companies that aren't paying us. <laughs> oh no, that's Warframe. That's a Warframe ad. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Just something different. This is the Titania theme. Yeah, that's cool. Ooh. I like that a lot. It go it goes. Wow. That's not where I thought it would go, but that's pretty neat. But yeah, I just wanted to show that the Final Fantasy fourteen, of course, it's an MMO. It has a lot of soundtrack, but it does have a lot of range with that it, yeah. it works with. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it has like the big epic orchestration stuff, some rocky jam sort of shit. And then this is interesting for sure. Mm. Okay, so mm, I want to show you I want to this is not a nominee. This is a joke thing. This is from Stormblood. Mm hmm. I want you to tell me what this sounds like. Uh, uh nope. Uh, come on. <laughs> Go search. Um, what is this? Bo- oh, Sephiroth theme. Okay, here it is. What does this sound like to you? on sounds like some nine inch nails shit they actually got sued for this it's like on the tip of my tongue it sounds like power man 5000 when worlds collide uh, okay, yeah. They got actually, sued for this shit. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah, I don't know that song very well. But it does sound very similar. See how it sounds like song. Hmm. So did they have to remove that? No. Oh. <laughs> they lost the suit and... Yeah. Hmm. Ah. But yeah, I just wanted to show that off here. I guess I'll listen to this Kingdom Hearts 3 thing. This is, yeah, this is probably my favorite soundtrack of the year. All right. Uh, only, but, you know, it's probably the best thing Kingdom Hearts 3 does, in my opinion. I mean, the game does play well, but... Now, why is... Well, that isn't what I... Cli- hmm, I thought I copied <laughs> that. Um, now, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 has a lot of good music from the various... Disney properties that they utilize well. Um, they get close. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Frozen, all that stuff. I, I kind of want to highlight some of the other stuff. Um, so this one might be in a description as well. 
go to Demon Tower. It's like like the two or something. Yeah, this shit's dope. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. That's good. Like people think Kingdom Hearts of having you know just licensed stuff, but their other stuff is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this a lot of this happens as you're fighting too. Oh yeah. This is this is good fight music. Oh yeah. And if you scroll down to the bottom of that list, there's one called The Other Promise slash Vector to the Heavens. This one's pretty interesting. M most of it is symphonic sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Orchestration, but but it's just so well done and powerful a lot of times. All right. Yeah, I mean, those are just some highlights, but I, I think overall, this is probably the strongest soundtrack I've I've heard. Um, you know, maybe you know, yeah, it is just kind of some more orchestration stuff, but it's just so well done, so well done. So, mm. I think out of all the ones on my list, Kingdom Hearts Three is probably the only one that I'll fight for to even get in the top two. All right. Yeah, at all. Uh... So. Here's my number one pick. Surprise, surprise. Ace Combat 7 coming out here with a good soundtrack. This is called Daredevil. And this is this is playing when you're taking down something oh, called the Aegis Bird, which is this giant flying fortress. And the, it, it's dispersing all these drones. So you're dodging a shit ton of missiles trying to take out the engines of this giant fucking flying fortress. Yeah, I can see that working really well. Feels like something that should be in a movie. You know, Ace Combat, the store, mm, the stories get pretty cheesy, but man, it does like it does look like the production of a movie. Yeah. I want to see if there's another one here. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see. Where's where's the other one? Um, I'm trying to remember if this is a good one. It's called the Anchorhead Raid.
but yeah, it's it's a lot of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and I I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, this is. I think this is a nighttime raid where you're dr- where you're flying through a canyon mm-hmm. at low altitude to avoid radar. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I feel like it could complement, or it does complement the game very well. Yeah. Um, anything from the other soundtracks I have? I know I only put like one track per soundtrack here anything else you want to hear from mine um do you want to hear a second track on any of them yeah play something else from shadowbringers from shadowbringers okay um let's see shadowbringers let me think which armor up So this is a dungeon theme. Um, a doer's not a healthcare. It's not a a political <laughs> ad. Uh, I don't know why these political ads are coming here. All right. Um, let me see if there's a. Another one here. I mean, if you want to hear the near stuff, I can play the near stuff. <laughs> That's some Final Fantasy ass shit. Mm hmm. That's good. <laughs> uh, let's see this one here, real quick. So they they work with that. I'm sure you hear some similarities. They do work with a motif throughout the entire mm-hmm. soundtrack for each expansion. There's a different motif that they work with. But I like the way they build on it differently for different uh, boss fights. Yeah, it's good. So I feel like this is probably coming down between Kingdom Hearts 3, Ace Combat 7, Shadowbringers. Looking at our list. You want to hear another Judgment J-Rock song? Maybe. <laughs> or do you just want to play that game eventually? I don't know. This, this is hard, though, because I like all these. Yeah, man. I really do. Let's just give it to all of them. <laughs> we can't do that. No. We have to have... <clears throat> oh, man. What I like about some of our top ones, I feel like they complement the games very well in what you're doing in them mm-hmm. which is always important to do um anything this is hard yeah it was hard for me to put an order between ace combat and shadowbringers as well mm-hmm. oh man mm. okay well we're almost two hours in. We have to start making decisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will give you Kingdom Hearts 3 as a runner-up. 
Sure. It's just... I cannot choose between my babies. Here's the thing. I, I think, to me, lean... I would... This is my opinion. I haven't played these games, but I like how varied the Shadowbringers soundtrack is mm-hmm. from what you've shown me. There's a lot going on, and I feel like it does it all really well. Um, so that would that would be me. But it's hard. I love choose. Ace Combat Seven a lot. I. But yeah, you're probably right about Shadowbringers. It does a it does a variety of things well. Ace Combat Seven, it, it's it's fucking good. Y'all should go at least listen to that soundtrack. You can find it anywhere, really. Uh, yeah. God damn. You going with Shadowbringers? Yeah, I'll All go right. with Shadowbringers. Oh, here's the thing, too, though. I mean. We're talking about Ace Combat 7, whereas literally every other outlet forgot that it happened. Yeah. Which, I will say, is a crime. Yeah. And this is just my opinion, too. Um, Of course, I feel like most games media does not favor this sort of style of music in video games. Like orchestrated sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you look at what wins a lot of video game awards, it's, it's, you know, more old school music sound stuff for video games. It's my opinion. That's totally my opinion. My tinfoil hat on sort of thing. But, uh, just seeing some of the stuff that gets snubbed every year, I'm like, fuck that shit. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like this, this is probably a nature of their jobs, but I feel like games critics have a very short memory. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they can't remember games that release in January <laughs> unless it's kingdom hearts. Was kingdom hearts January? Yeah. January 29th. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, there, uh, there's a lot of good, good soundtracks this year. It's, this is always a hard category. Yeah. Uh, well, we got one more left, and then it's... Yeah, and then it's Game of the Year. Uh, so before we get to the Game of the Year here on the PlayStation Report, we'd like to talk about games that did not release on PlayStation that we think deserve a shout-out. I have five nominees. I only have... I have others, but I only have two that I really care about. Yeah. Yeah, I only have, like... Yeah, I only have two that I particularly care about. Uh, shout-outs to... Satisfactory, Anno 1800, and Creature in the Well. Those are some fantastic video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creature in the Well on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Anno 1800 ran a free trial and got me hooked on Anno. City building. And Satisfactory, uh, I'm not sure if it's even out of early access yet. Uh, a really cool one of those where you're building systems. Mm-hmm. I think you like building things. I do like building things. <laughs> Except in Fortnite. Fortnite, the building kind of drove me away. Yeah. Because it's too fast. Too. Yeah. People got too good at it for me. <laughs> uh, but Tyler, I think we both have one of these in common. So I'm going to put up my number two here, which is Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I don't think you played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a goddamn good Fire Emblem game. Yeah. I 
fucking love it. They so they Fire Emblem has been good, but they've learned things from other video games about social links and create and making care making you care about characters. And yeah, implementing that into Fire Emblem makes that makes the game a lot better for it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, my number two is Pokemon Sword. That's my number one. Damn Shield. it! All right. Um. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying this game a great deal. Yeah. Say that. Just once again, I just don't like how easy it is. it's just kind of ridiculous okay <laughs> what's your number one tyler my number one's gears five um i think it's a really good gears game it's the best looking gears game it, uh the campaign's really well done um outside of the open world stuff like there's some cool character moments that happen there but that's literally it um like it's just really empty like in a gear six, I could see them doing this and hopefully they kind of learn their lesson. There's just more to do in it. Cause otherwise it serves no purpose and just felt like unnecessary padding. Um, yeah, that multiplayer is good. Word mode's good. Escape. Not so good. It's a good gears game. Okay. I'll say that. So, I mean, I, I feel like consensus Pokemon. Yeah, I think Pokemon so. does a lot of cool things. I like the style they went for yeah, in Pokemon. Definitely. Uh, making those gym battles feel like arena events. And the way that the crowd reacts and acts dynamically with the soundtrack yeah. in ways is yep. really cool. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I I could go either way between Gears 5 Fire Emblem. Like, I'm totally fine with Fire Emblem. Took number two. I mean, I didn't play Fire Emblem, but I feel like uh, it's sort of a comeback in a way for Fire Emblem because I feel like they kind of put out too many games too quick. Yeah. And people got kind of got tired of it, and then this came out. It sold really well. People got really hooked on it. And yeah. Sounds good. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, let's rename this to the Nintendo Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield, followed by Fire Emblem Three Houses. Gears 5 is excellent, but it's another Gears game. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think that's about it. I mean, shout out to Zelda Link's Awakening. I really like that game a lot this year. Another fucking Nintendo game. I didn't play Luigi's Mansion 3 yet. Yeah. Nintendo had a great year. Hmm. Wait, did Smash Brothers Ultimate come out this year? No. December of last year. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, they put out a lot of content and updates for that game. Mm. All right. Well, time for the big one. The one that we actually put in an ordered list. Yeah. You want to take a quick break? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we will... We will come to a consensus on the test 10 best video games of the year as decided by Tyler and I and me, Grammar. We'll see you on the other side of this break. Hey, we're back, everyone, and uh, we've got one category left to go. The big one, the goatee of 2019. Uh, Tyler, this year it's going to go faster than last year, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know we've already, we've already, uh, almost done two hours of podcasting, but, uh. I think this is the best 
episode we do every year. It so. is a lot of fun to do. I always enjoy it. So yeah. So yeah, we we each have a list of ten games. We're going to stack them next to each other, dish out points, and sort them through there, and then maybe argue about things afterwards. Uh, but Tyler, my number ten is the Outer Worlds. Wow. Okay. Thought that might have been a little higher, but yeah. All right. That that's just where it lands with me. I. I'm not sure that game ends as well as it begins. Fair. I'm in the beginning and I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my um, number 10. Uh, so there's only two games on my list that I haven't finished, but what I've played of them, I absolutely love. Yeah. And I don't see them falling off the list. So my number 10 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right. So that could go higher once I finish the campaign, maybe play some more multiplayer, but I don't see it coming off this list, so I'm going to put it at number 10. All right. What's your number nine? Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. Okay. You're just going to you're gonna do that. I did. I did that. Yeah, I really like this remake a lot. Okay. Does, yeah, microtrans- microtransactions are a little gross, but I think they did a lot of really good things with it, though, overall. Yeah. I'd yell at you put for putting a remake, but my number nine is Resident Evil 2 remake. Wow. Okay. I think our combined list is going to be very interesting. It might be. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go with my number yeah. eight here? Slay the Spire. I think that that Makes is the sense. game that got me into the deck building roguelike, mm-hmm. which now there seems to be a ton of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your number eight? Borderlands 3. Okay. like this game. I mean, it's more Borderlands, but I think it does some some things pretty well. Things it could have changed, certainly, but I like Borderlands 3. And your number seven. The Division 2. All right. Yeah. Huh. I like The Division 2. Huh. (laughs) Um, I think The Division 2... does some some really good stuff. All right. So, my number seven is Ace Combat Seven. It's fucking rad. Uh, and my number six is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right. Uh, my number six is The Outer Worlds. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like my my top five, I feel I feel really good about. I feel like it's pretty locked. So, like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I could see climbing up to a number six. All right. Potentially. Um, so there's some wiggle room there, I think. But, yeah. So you gave me your number six. So, yeah, my number six, The Outer Worlds. My number five is Devil May Cry 5. All right. My number five and I haven't beaten it, is Judgment. And that could... It's not going to for this list, because I don't have time to play it between now and when we finish this list, but that thing could climb pretty high for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Certainly. Based on what I've experienced so far. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number my number four is Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. 
I would have thought that would have been like your number one or two. But that's sad. Cool. Look, that's my most played game of the year. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just think there are games that are better than it. Okay. But I still enjoy putting time into that game. Fair. Uh, my number four is Jedi Fallen Order. I uh, really thoroughly enjoy that game. I see what you're doing there, dropping uh, the Star Wars, so I am more reasonable about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, my number three, then, is Apex Legends. Mm. My number three is Control. Okay. My number two is Apex Legends, which I think you know what number one is for me then. But what's your number two? My number two is Resident Evil 2. Oh. All right. And then our number ones, I've got Sekiro. Sekiro, okay. I have control. All right. Okay. All right, we have these lists. I feel like this is the most diverse list we've probably ever had doing this show. Yeah, and again, there are a lot of games that I wish I had played this year that may have made this list. I just ran out of time and money. (laughs) Yeah, um, time's the biggest thing, man. Okay, so I have to do... Yeah, while you do that, man. Got... So much here to consider. So many games that, like, I want to go out here and just shout out a few games that didn't quite make the list for me. Uh, Metro Exodus. Fucking love that. It's the best Metro so far. Interesting change to the formula there. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? I also enjoyed Astroneer. It was a nice little smaller project. Uh, very ambitious the way that they they made that game. Um, I, I think a little too ambitious, and they suffered some performance hits at the beginning. But yeah, enjoyed that. Uh, my time at Portia, the Porsche, the game that I wish I had the same amount of time as I did when Stardew Valley came out. Maybe that would be on the list if I had that time. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? I haven't played enough Wargroove. I started it, haven't played enough of it to know if that belongs anywhere. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I almost put this down under disappointment, but more of disappointment in myself that I was not ready for this game when it came out. I was not ready to dive into a Castlevania. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of good games this year. A lot of games that I still need to play. Outer Wilds being like number one on that list. Number, We'll go over that list of games that we wish we played this year at some point. But yeah, Tyler's doing some math here, crunching some numbers. Yeah, we just, we kind of give a point system so we can get a rough order. And yeah. then we will debate... From there. All right. I'm just going to say right now, if Sekiro ain't in the top three, I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) Mostly because uh, you need to get good. I know we're working on that with Neo. 
Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We're almost there. We're almost there. But yeah. I think 2019 was a good time to play video games. Absolutely. But yeah, this list was pretty easy for me to make. I think we talked a little bit, a bit about this at dinner, but yeah, this list was pretty easy based on the number of games I've played and what I liked. Oh God, you're still going. No, what I'm doing now, I just put, a, I just did the top 10. I'm putting that all in order. Okay. Hmm. So we can see. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, we have some differing opinions, for sure, on, say, The Outer Worlds and Resident Evil 2, kind of on opposite ends of the, well, Resident Evil 2 on opposite ends of the spectrum for either of us, but still in our top 10s, that's not to say I didn't like Resident Evil 2, I enjoyed that a lot. I think I enjoyed that more based on uh, we playing it together. I'm not sure if it would have reached my top 10 if we didn't do that. I'm not sure if I would have played it if we didn't do that, to be honest. Here we go. Our rough top 10 right now. We have four games tied for the seventh position, technically. Great. So I just have them in an order. Outer War, uh, Outer Worlds. I must said Outer Wilds. Didn't play that game. Outer Worlds, Judgment, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and DMC5 all tied. Oh my God. Together. A tie for fifth is Jedi Fallen Order and Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. The number four is Sekiro. Three, RE2. Two Apex Legends. Number one's cool right now. God damn it. God damn it. Okay, so I'm totally fine putting... I don't think Sekiro should go lower than fourth. Uh, but I'm, I'm fine if, if it goes higher than that. Because... I liked what I played. I just didn't finish that game. I know you did. And it seems like a thrilling game. So if that went higher. Do I need to show you the Divine Dragon again? Maybe. Yeah. Or do I need to show you the giant carp that almost eats you? <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on... Well, let me, let me say this. What's your thoughts on Control and then Apex? In my humble IMHO, it's Apex above control. Apex above control. Okay. I could see that. But I'm willing to sacrifice it. I'd be willing to put if Sekiro number two. Yeah, okay. If you put Sekiro number two... Apex number three, control number one. I can live with that. Wait. Say that again. 
If it goes Control, Sekiro, then Apex, I can be okay with that. Okay. Yeah, I could be okay with that. So. Oh. Sekiro Apex. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you can have RE2. I understand. Okay. You love that fucking game. I enjoyed it too, playing it next to you. Yes. Um, I, because right now a tie for fifth is Jedi Fallen Order and Final Fantasy 14. I'd be okay putting Final Fantasy at five, um, knowing how much you kind of put into that. I put a lot. I put five hundred so, hours into Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> so that's the thing. I, I'm totally fine if that went five. Um. Yeah. Um. Shit. I'm gonna make a devil's bargain with you. Okay. Let me let me see that list. Let me see that list. All right. Up top. Uh, I'm I'm gonna make a devil's bargain. <laughs> I'm gonna give you Jedi Fallen Order. At fifth, if you let me have both Final Fantasy fourteen and Judgment above DMC five, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would I would even be okay with Shadowbringers all in order Judgment. Okay, I'll I'll let you do that. Yeah, you're okay. just giving in to me. I'll let you do that. <laughs> All right. What does? Can I see that after you write that down? Yeah. So then, what would be left? I guess is Modern Warfare out. How many slots do we have left? Three. We have three slots left. Oh God. I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare has to come next. I'm totally okay with that. I'm honestly okay with that. I think that's a fucking so awesome what, multiplayer. What haven't we written down here? So we have those games on the list here. I think the rest would be... Or what, what hasn't... What we haven't talked oh wait, about. did you put DMC here anywhere? No. But okay. I'm fine with DMC at 9, Modern Warfare at 8. Because, like I said, Modern Warfare could climb higher on my personal list as well. After I play it some more. Yeah, alright. Okay. And Outer Worlds. I'm not going to let you put Outer Worlds in our top ten. Really? I'm going to say Slay the Spire deserves that fucking spot. No. I'm going to say Ace Combat 7 deserves that spot. I just think the Outer world sours at the end in a way where it's like, oh, they didn't actually do more with this thing. They just kind of made the same thing in a, in, in a different setting. That's yeah. how I felt about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, didn't do, they didn't make anything better than New Vegas. Gotcha. In fact, I think, I think New Vegas is a better game than the Outer Worlds. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that with you because I haven't played all the Outer Worlds. Mm -hmm. um, so you would rather see Ace Combat 7 on our list over Slay the Spire? Yeah. At number 10. Sure. 
I'm fine with that as well. Unless you want to argue. No. We can argue. No. Is there something else on your list that you want to no. fucking argue against I mean, it? The only other thing for me would be the division two, but I'd be Fuck that. I, I'm Fuck DC. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I'm more willing to see Ace Combat Seven or Slay the Spire list. Yeah, Ace Combat Seven. You want Ace Combat Seven? Yeah. Alright. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to look at that list one last time. One last time. Yeah, any final final oh, debates here? Let me I see. think that's a good fucking list. I'm just gutted I couldn't get Slay the Spire on there anywhere. It's okay. Maybe my maybe I will change my mind having played DMC five potentially. Or Jedi Fallen Order, maybe. Maybe if I play that game. These games are good games. Like yeah. them. Oh, man. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. What did I do? Well, who knows? Maybe if I would have played more Slate Aspire, I would have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe if you played more than that one fucking round that I sat with you. <laughs> Probably should. Fucker. Shows up on my Xbox all the time. Home screen. Okay. That's a list. What do we feel about Control being our game of the year? Personally, I'm like... I, I don't know about it. Real, like... It is a fantastic game. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything other than that. Like, I'm not sure if it's the game I... It's obviously not the game I like the most on mm -hmm. this list. Um... <laughs> But as for a game of the year, it just feels like a cop-out answer to me. Control feels like a cop-out answer. It feels like the well-rounded nature of it. Like, <laughs> it's, it does everything competently and some things super well. Yeah. Yeah. I can almost go with Sekiro at number one. But then we're copying the Game Awards. Who cares? This is our fucking I know awards. this is our list. And I know that you played through Sekiro and you love it. And you would, you it made me believe in FromSoft. Like, I didn't quite get it when I played Bloodborne or Dark Souls, mm -hmm. but I got it when I played Sekiro. And that made me go back and play Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. It made me start playing Dark Souls again. Yeah. I think they did some interesting things with changing kind of some of their combat systems in that it's not your traditional from software game in that they want you to be aggressive. Yeah. It's dodging and blocking. You know? Yeah. I mean that, that is important. But, yeah. That yeah. trend started with bloodborne where they gave you a shield and told you people that use shields are cowards in its description text. <laughs> so that's where that mentality started. But uh, with Sekiro, it was very much like, uh, you have you have this sword. Use this sword. Yeah, this sword, and like the way it tells you visually with audio what you're supposed to be doing. That's what I feel Sekiro does excellently that other games just don't do. Mm -hmm. I could go Sekiro number one. I feel like it. It's it's just a little bit more of a stronger, probably. They control. Yeah, and it's. I personally like the story of Sekiro better than Control. 
Mm-hmm. I think Control's story gets a little bit messy. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And there's some sections in Control that I found just, just be absolutely frustrating. The checkpointing is terrible. Yeah, the checkpointing's not the greatest, but that whole kind of gauntlet at the end that you're running through is a little frustrating. That that one fucking boss, um, the mold yeah. boss, I never finished that because I got so fucking frustrated with it. Mm. Um so there's a couple things like that that I think control doesn't do well, but otherwise, like I think it's its world is unbelievably good. One of my favorite video game worlds in a long time. But it's counterpoint, incredible. The Sekiro world is fucking fantastic too. It is. Like the and that like like all from software games, the world changes as you as you progress through the story. There are different world states. There's like the the invasion of the Ashina Castle. Uh, there's, oh, man, there's, the, there's a point where demons start showing up in, in the world mm. where like shit's, shit's going bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just feel Sekiro has it all and it put together what From already did well and made it, made it, uh, something that more people could enjoy. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like like I said, I'm fine with Sekiro winning our game of the year. Because, um, yeah, Control's my favorite game of the year. But at the same time, like, Control to me is not a God of War mm-hmm. or Breath of the Wild games where I feel like, like if God of War was this year, we'd be having a fucking fist play right now. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> uh, love, love, like, I really like Control. It's the favorite game I played this year, but... You know, I, I'm willing to put something above it that maybe I didn't finish, but someone else feels so much more strongly about. The thing is, I just feel when I play Control, it doesn't feel like a new kind of game to me. Where Sekiro felt like, yes, it's a, it's, it's made by From Software, but it feels like a new kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, control just feels like a really. It's, it feels like a superhero game superhero in like game. in a uh, in a sci-fi neo noir mm-hmm. kind of setting. Yeah. Here's my only other thing about this list, because otherwise I think it's solid. Do we put Apex above Control? You know, if you want to keep bumping Control down below things well, that no, I I <laughs> I just think about Apex. And, and I, I'm thinking about... I think Apex how, has its problems. Certainly. But it's business-related. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think what Apex did for shooters is... Like, Apex did more for shooters than Control did for third-person action games. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I'd almost be willing to put Apex at number two on our overall list. This is looking more and more like my list. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah, let's do like that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with... If you're going to let me bully you into making these decisions... No, it's, uh, it's not bullying. Just, it's I'm just kidding. thinking about it. Because um, I got some things that I wanted of Ari 2 being up higher at number four i love i fucking loved re2 i still do mm. um and just getting jedi fallen order and dmc5 on the list i really wanted to get so you know plus i i like apex 
as well. So, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with with dropping control to number three, three, and that's it. This is our list. Yeah, Hit this em. is the PlayStation Reports top ten games of 2019. Number ten, East Combat Seven, Nine, Devil May Cry Five, Eight, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Seven, Judgment, Six, Jedi Fallen Order. Five, Final Fantasy fourteen, Shadow Ringers. Four, Resident Evil two, three, Control, two, Apex Legends. Number one, Game of the Year for two thousand nineteen is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Awesome, glad we got that list done. Uh, to recap the other awards here, uh, best soundtrack went to Final Fantasy fourteen, Shadow Bringers, Kingdom Hearts three, runner up. Uh, best character was Parvati with Casper Darling runner up best style to control and then Sekiro and Devil May Cry tied for runner up (laughs) because we couldn't too hard man we could not make that decision Uh, best moment slash sequence the Sekiro guardian ape fight uh, followed by Resident Evil 2 Mr. X appears uh, Dreams coming away with best techni- with uh, the Technical Achievement Award. Apex Legends following that. Uh, disappointment. Both of these games suck shit almost equally, but Anthem edging out Rage 2. Uh, most improved game, No Man's Sky Beyond. Or no, that's No Man's Sky Next. That was the oh, next it? update. Okay, Beyond sorry. was last year, I believe. Um, and then the Division 2 coming after that. Apex Legends, the best multiplayer game. Very close, very tight with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then the Outsider Award, the game not on PlayStation, the Nintendo Award. Yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield taking the top spot with Fire Emblem Three Houses just below that. That's it. That's video games. <laughs> They're done. They're over. There's no more video games. There are certainly no other 2019 video games that we didn't consider because we didn't play. These are the definitive lists. I think we'll be sharing that list of games we wanted to play just right out of time. Yeah. Another episode. That is very possible. Uh, but this podcast has gone on long enough. This has gone... It was shorter than last year. All right. I but think we just need to. I think it's better than out. last year. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think uh, we just need to block out solid three hours <laughs> at least to do this show. Yeah, fucking hell. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think of our lists. Tell us how we're wrong. Uh, share with us your games of the year. Uh, you can do that a multitude of ways. One way is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Until next week, uh, well, we're going to be fucking, oh God, we, we're going to record another podcast now uh, that'll re- release at a later date. Uh, but until... You hear that one. Be good to each other. Play your video games and just have a great new year.